0: Go tell the women that we're leaving. Hey, man! If that's love, then you can keep it.
1: Hit the theme music. Okay. You had that in the chamber, didn't you? Oh, I <laughs> You had oh, no I idea did. what I was gonna say, and you had it in the chamber. I was already ready. <laughs> All right. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. Two. I don't even know. If you know that's a story in in the book. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I was referencing. I just realized it's like, oh, you don't you don't know what I'm. Okay, right, just talking. <laughs> Welcome dear listener readers. Hello everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature
0: podcast. Brought
1: to you by Top Gun Radio. Here
0: the conversation's always on books. It's always on reading. It's always
1: on breeding. It's always on short what?
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say reading, then you said reading, then, you know, reading.
1: Wow, your mind is just like, mm-hmm. I had this one thing I was going to say, I need to respond to something, oh no, do a variation of that thing I was going to say. Yeah,
0: um, I never took any improv classes.
1: Did you not? No. You should, you would do really well in it.
0: I'd rather be in sketch. I would, really?
1: Yeah, no. You um, remind me more of a, a an improv person. Maybe oh.
0: one of these days, but I'd rather sharpen my knife as sketch rather than improv. I feel like uh, my... Like it's why I quit stand up. Mm-hmm. It's because the crushing rejection of stand up is too painful.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it's painful.
0: I've always said to to people that I would rather get punched in the face twice than bomb at stand up. It is complete and utter soul rejection, and it it's... is the worst. I, I, like yeah. I've been, I've had dumpings that are less painful than bombing at stand up.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, because you know, in dumpings, there's like this very like empathetic or sympathetic kind yeah. of yeah. But like or bombing, like you know
0: you did something wrong. Clearly, yeah,
1: bombing. You're giving an audience for you're giving an audience the excuse to to the entitlement to hate you. Yes, exactly. Um, which sounds fun. And like the, we'll treat ourselves in a moment. Yeah. And like they'll like no, I, I I love hearing stories about like like professional comedians who are successful now. Yeah. Talking about all the times that they bombed. They're mm-hmm. great. Uh, I forgot which special it was, but in one in Patton Oswalt special, he goes into great detail about the one like his worst bomb. Uh-huh. Um, that was the one where he was suffering from like, like he was had like diarrhea
0: <laughs> and, uh, and
1: he gets on stage and before he can say anything, someone just calls him the F word and his body just goes, get out. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Have you heard that?
0: Um, I don't think so.
1: Maybe. Uh, that's a really fucking good one. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll check it out.
1: All right. Uh, also who are you <laughs>
0: yes hello everyone my name is Gabe Mara I'm a comedian every now and again I, I pull or it not out so, not so much anymore not so much I anymore. guess
1: you'd rather get punched in the face I would
0: rather get punched in the face twice right. also think of sketch writing I have a prepared thing that if it bombs it'll work for the next crowd anyway but yeah, I'm a comedian every now and again I'm a writer and a podcast producer and if you hunt
1: me down like the mad dog I am maybe you'll find me behind a bar hey. Daniel who are you? Yeah, speaking of, what, we should watch like a best of Mister Show or something like that. That'd be really fun. Okay, I'm surprised there 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 really is there kind of is um yeah. there 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 was like the one special for like their last season where it's like they kind of go through the previous seasons and it kind of is like a best like a best hits. Yeah. Um, um
0: I had to full on uh Inspector DuPont that one like a full on Poe because I'm like what the. My, Mr. Show, what do you ta- oh sketch comedy writing trace that all <laughs> way back? Okay, gotcha. sorry, yeah,
1: no, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I can see it. I imagine that you know what that's what it's like for for the quote unquote average person uh, mm. to hear us talk. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they have fair. to do that shit. They basically where do. it's like you were talking about improv, and I bring up a uh, show that I don't know unless you're a comedy fan who's like over the age of thirty, like will like remember what its name is. Correct. Um, That's it. I'm Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, Daniel. (laughs) And now, new producer, writer, editor, and an author. Hey. And this is our show, Slow Readers, where we talk about books. Yeah. We're a real literature podcast. And Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. We have sound of me dropping the book awesome gabriel we yes, have Daniel. we have not just a book to talk about mm-hmm. i think we are going to talk about this book overall yeah because i picked out three we're, we're talking about short fiction again yes and instead of picking out one short fiction it's kind of like the hemingway conundrum i had a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago that's where, daniel's
0: um a uh, math rock band the hemingway conundrum the
1: hemingway conundrum that's a good time yeah it's like Decembris meets data rock uh oh, hemingway yeah. uh big dick power there you go I don't know that's stupid Papa uh, Power I hate it uh, mm-hmm. Papa Power there you go um, but no no uh, but it, like the, the stories in this are kind of short so I just instead of just picking one thing that we can talk about like I, I had Gabriel you read several of them yeah but uh, because they're they're Physically A baby's short.
0: Handful. They're
1: physically short. They are. Each story in this, and not to get too far ahead of it without revealing what the title is, <laughs> um, I've read about. Mo- I've read most of it. Okay. basically There's like 40 pages from this book that I haven't read yet. Okay. Um. 40 pages. Yeah, it's like seven stories. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> they're really great. short. There's one relatively long one, the title one. Okay. Um, which you would know.
0: Yes, I do. Uh,
1: but anyway, so uh, so to stop being all fucking mysterious about it, mm. um, so the book we're going to talk about is what we talk. When we talk about writing, oh, love. <laughs> let me say it again. Uh-huh. What we talk about when we talk <laughs> we're about love? Looking
0: at
1: it. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was looking in your direction. Oh, that was awesome. By Raymond Carver. Sure. And uh, Gabriel, let me just say that, like, uh, I don't have that much of a back history b- b- with with Raymond Carver. Sure. Uh, you know, we were there. We went to a concert like last month, essentially, of, uh, the, the the murder ballads thing. Yeah. Two months ago. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Time flies. Uh, in October, the murder ballots thing, where basically we went to a bookstore and I picked up Cathedral by mm-hmm. Raymond Carver. Oh, yeah. And I started reading this. And even there, I'm just like, God damn it. Why don't I? Why haven't I fucking read this goddamn guy? More? I don't know. You tell me. It's, it's humorous. How about you tell <laughs> the audience? Um, there's no reason. I just never got on. Oh, okay. It. Gabriel, uh, let me ask you. Uh, what, what's your history with Raymond Carver, major American author? Remundo Carvero. Ramundo Carvero. Uh,
0: I remember very specifically picking up a copy. I think of this collection. It might be another one of his okay. from uh, the Brooklyn Public Library in New York. Um, at the Grand Army Plaza one, the Central Brooklyn Library, mm-hmm. and um, I remember I read a strong portion of it. And I just didn't pick it up ever again. I mean, I, was it because you didn't like it? No, I liked it just fine. Mm-hmm. It just also it didn't it didn't full on resonate with me though. That uh-huh. it you know it it was like a work of art that I appreciate and I get and I like a lot. But it didn't maybe at, at the time I was like twenty four. Yeah. That you know it, it didn't really <clears throat> hit me in the gut. It hit me in the head, which is really cool. And yeah. then I saw Birdman, so
1: <laughs> Um yeah, no, it's a bit like it's a bit like going to a museum and kind of looking at art that's beautiful but you don't necessarily get Yeah. Yeah. it's uh it's, yeah, this is this is something and there's
0: nothing wrong with it, and there's nothing wrong with you. It's just not touching you at the moment. Hey,
1: how dare you say there's nothing wrong with me?
0: There's everything wrong with you, Danny.
1: Gabriel. So like yeah, no, I've read I've read like four stories from Cathedral. Okay. Maybe more. Five, I don't know. Um and I've read most of this one and now I and I it maybe mean, just be like, God damn it, we should be doing this, right? Sure. So Gabriel uh, before we talk about the stories that we read, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some fucking Carver facts. Give me some facts, Gabriel. How much do you know about Carver?
0: Um, very little. Um, in making uh, this week's game, I skimmed his um bio, mm-hmm. but that's about it.
1: Okay. Uh, this is gonna be like a little more, slightly more in depth than a skim. Okay. And of course, just like we always do when we find someone kind of interesting who we don't really know and you want to know sure. about, I kind of wrote too much. It's like, it's
0: like a one percent.
1: Okay. So Raymond Carver, right? uh born 1938 died 1988 he was 50 hmm. years old when he died he we was, were one years old when he, he died very good point uh but we that's kind of crazy thing about like he was still alive when we were alive yeah. yeah we were both 87 yeah um and uh yeah so like and again he is a poet a lecturer and a short story writer hmm. uh, he is not a novelist he only wrote short fiction <clears throat> and i realize he never wrote a single novel he, no- he didn't write a single novel and the three major uh short story collections Um, Which contain most of his fiction that was actually published during his lifetime. Okay. uh, Are 1976's Will You Please Be Quiet, Please.
0: I love that title. That is such a good title. It's such a good title.
1: uh, Number two, speaking of good titles, uh, 1981's What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Writing. (laughs) 1983's Cathedral. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Gabriel, if you realize the thing, that first short story collection was 1976. He died in 1980. uh, 1988, I'm sorry. Yes. And the last one, Cathedral, is eighty three. Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly, like, if you look at like the, it's a small window that he was like publishing books.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing. Honestly, I'm like, how many of his stories were released only originals in book form? Because I'm sure he released them to like like New Yorkers mm-hmm. and whatnot. Granta.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, I was I don't know exactly the number. I mean, there are stories that have been like collected and published in book form, like mm-hmm. after like posthumously. Yeah. And uh, some others that weren't published at all. Yeah, that I wonder, were published I wonder po- how many of them were
0: exclusives for book publication.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think most of these are actually published in the book. Oh, I probably wrote it down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. But Gabriel, let me hit some. Let me hit you some fucking shit. Yeah,
0: some info. Okay. T- tell me the story of Raimundo Carvero the Fourth.
1: I am pretty sure that these are entirely. Uh, these were all previously uh, published. Before.
0: That would make sense. I mean, like that's how he'd make a living. I'm assuming. Yeah, no trust. Uh, like Ted Chiang. Speaking
1: of making a living, was he so, a technical writer? So he no uh he was uh-huh. he, unlike uh well speaking about ted, uh, ted chang um unlike pretenders such as that uh that fucking jerk what's his name george, george saunders Sanders, who was a short fiction writer then he published a novel
0: a novel which a, is honestly basically a play what a
1: sellout what a dork um but no uh ted Chang. ted chang is one of the very few writers who we've covered who is just a short fiction writer has written mm. no novels um ted chang was also very stable he's made a healthy living as a as a technical writer raymond carver was not stable raymond carver uh worked many blue collar jobs before finally getting like a white collar job basically teaching uh english essentially uh kind of like later in life but by then he was already married and and was supporting children um he was born in oregon but mainly lived in sacramento in terms of like the quote-unquote early stages of him because later in life he was moving all over the place like ladybird um uh, and uh, he was supporting his wife, uh, Mary Ann Burke Carver, and their two children. Mary Ann being his first wife. Hey. Uh, his first The first story that was published was The Fury Season in 1961. The Furious Season? The Furious Season. Seasons? Z- Seasons. Hmm. And so, like, yeah. So, like, keep in mind, that was 61. His first book was published in 76. So it's, like, been a while that he was just publishing short fiction. Okay. Um, in college, he was mentored by John Gardner. who wrote, I'm not familiar. Who wrote Grendel. It's a oh. story. It's a story of Beowulf from Grendel's from perspective. Apparently, I've. I've seen... I didn't
0: realize there was a book of that. Yeah, I, I've seen that book. I before. only I know of the comic. I always assumed like there was a comic book called Grendel, and <laughs> it was always that one.
1: Oh yeah, that wasn't about. Like Grendel, Grendel, like Beowulf, Grendel isn't. I
0: think it was about like a like a a, a antihero That's who's like... having be called Grendel for parallel to Beowulf.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what it's about, but I'm assuming I just pictured like a really '90s t- type uh comic.
0: Yeah, had to have been. Uh,
1: but and this is kind of interesting. His early fiction bore a closer resemblance to William Faulkner to Billy Fox? Billy Fox himself. Uh, despite what my people might think. Speaking of which, and speaking about old Papa again, mm-hmm. uh, Carver says that he was an admirer of Ernest Hemingway. But he did not consider him like a major influence. He actually preferred the influences of Lawrence Durrell, a man who I know the name, don't know the work. Not word. familiar with the How I looked at his shit and I was just like, he sounds kind of interesting, but alright. Um So many authors. In 1976, uh like his very his first like literary success was 1976 when his story called Will You Please Be Quiet, Please uh, was included into Martha Foley's Best American Short Stories. Hey, um, which is which is obviously a big deal. That's huge. Um, by his own admission, in the early '70s, he quote-unquote stopped writing to become a full-time drinker. Huh. Uh Pressures. This is like kind of like due to him like working so many kind of like jobs to support his family yep. and also pr- having to raise fucking children and shit uh, while wanting to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he uh, he sought treatment out of like an out-of-control stay at Iowa uh, Writers' Workshop with John Cheever in attendance. Sure. So like, we're basically this. When he was a lecturer, and it, like there were stages in his life where he would dry out and then just relapse right again.
0: Yeah, if, if you know anything about if you can gurn anything about Raymond Carver from mm. his stories, you're like, oh, this guy is an
1: alcoholic, yeah, and also can be a bad husband. Speaking of which, yeah, I buy that. Uh, so,
0: um, alcoholics, you know, generally speaking, don't make great spouses.
1: No, usually when people say like, Hey, you know it's a bad idea to get a new idea but it being like, I love this person. Yeah. And then like you be and then like later on you're 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 the person going, Listen, listen, whatever you do, don't date an alcoholic or a substance abuser. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Um, Mary Burke Carver, his first wife published a memoir in 2006, uh, to kind of like pin this out. Let's focus on like this very specific kind of time of his life. Right. Okay. Uh, in 1973, uh, Raymond took a fishing trip with friends and fell in love with editor Diane, uh, C- Cecily, <gasps> um, which is apparently when she identified when his drinking became like, not like kind of like sexy fun drinking and all of a sudden became like scary and dark. Ah, um, uh, And obviously, as you can kind of tell from her stories, like, clearly a time when, like, his self-loathing kind of grew to a point while, like, being a a quote-unquote functioning adult, and then to balance all of it, you do it with alcohol. Sure. Um, I'm not familiar with that at all. I know. None of us are. Uh, 1974 Carver quote unquote was more dead than alive uh-huh. uh, Marianne dropped out of her PhD program to help oh, him no. clean up and also drive him to his classes
0: oh poor Marianne
1: yeah poor Marianne speaking of which uh, Ray continued to physically abuse his wife hmm. while her friends urged to le- her to leave him which she did not do for a little bit um, after three hospitalizations between June 1976 and March 77 Carver stopped drinking on June second, nineteen seventy seven, with the help of Al- Alcoholics Anonymous. Hey,
0: uh, he's he- a friend of Bill W. <laughs> he- j- Daniel, a j- a side question that'll pertain to the rest of our conversation. Okay, what year was the title short story of this
1: collection written? Oh, um, one second. Uh, let me. I have it over
0: here.
1: Oh, actually, here one second. Let me. Let me open it up over here. Bibliographies
0: Daniel has a um, Iron Man Kind of setup With a bunch of like Swinging blue screens I, usually he has one gauntlet
1: Where my mind Usually goes I usually think of uh, uh, What do you call it uh, 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 Minority Report That That is a classic Kind of thing mm. Of being like Listen I'm doing The Minority Report Thing right That's a good movie uh, This short story Was published uh, In 1981 ah. In Anteus <laughs> Anteus A-N-T A-E-U-S it's a literary quarterly founded by Daniel Harpern and Paul Bowles, who didn't not care about people pronouncing the 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 name of their publisher. Sure. Anyway, so 1981. So he was sober. Okay. Right? Uh you can kind of And so he
0: wrote he wrote some of these aspects in the story from experience.
1: Yes. Uh, a lot of the stories in here you can basically say it's like oh these are coming from like a dark period that he had gone through, right? Mm-hmm. Uh but uh in uh, yeah, that was so in June tw- June 2nd he quit alcohol entirely good for him he did continue to uh, smoke marijuana regularly and experiment with cocaine
0: not so good for him
1: Um, uh, Carver did say that like he truly believed that he would have been dead by 40 if he didn't quit drinking Mm. Uh, which depending which if having heard that being like yeah dude you're lucky you made it that far yeah bro Uh, Marianne continued to stick with Raymond until 1978 when Ray fell in love with poet Tess Gallagher. Uh, At that point, Marianne was just, like, struggled her entire, like, adult life with basically kind of, like, keeping balance in the family because, of course, back then, divorcing a person, like, wasn't necessarily, like, considered wholesome. Sure. And so, like, she would did everything to basically just make sure that the family stuck together until at some point when, like, Raymond was, like, living in another state and was trying to bring Tess fucking Gallagher to Thanksgiving that, like, Marianne just wouldn't be, like, I'm done mm-hmm. <laughs> and left him. Uh, good for you, Marianne. <clears throat> so I hope she had a happy ending. Uh, yeah. She's still alive? No, actually, I don't know. Well, her. But I remember. Uh, uh was published in uh, six, so, huh? it there's yeah. a good
0: chance it was only thirteen years ago.
1: Uh, here's a f- here. Okay, going on. Uh, Carver and Gallagher were both employed at Syracuse University in Syracuse, New York, in 1980. Uh, their house That's became where
0: George Saunders went.
1: Became a pot really. Yeah. Not good for him. Began a popular hangout to the point that they hung up a sign on the front that said Writers at work just so people would leave him alone. Adorable. And like, so basically the last, like after sobriety and once like Carver met Tess Gallagher, his life kind of like balanced the fuck out. Okay. uh, Which is, you know, great for them. Uh, They were like, they were also very much in love. Like they did not have the violent history. He did not have the violent history with Tess Gallagher as he did with his first wife. Okay. Um, uh, Carver did die on August 2nd, 1988 from lung cancer. Oh, he was uh, 50 years old. And also he and Tess Gallagher were married six weeks before his death. Oh, I know. that's sad. So moving on to the actual fiction that we're going to be covering, right? Okay. So what we talk about when we talk about love was extensively edited against Carver's Wishes by editor Gordon Lish. With little research
0: I did, I was very surprised to discover, apparently, like, a lot of the footnotes of this thing, Gordon Lish made a lot of, like, random-ass changes. I'm like, is that what an editor did yeah. back then? They well,
1: rewrite portions of your story? These are extensive as fuck. Like, like, it's not just, like, taking out, like, sections and whatnot. Like, for example, um, I mean... No. Also, Gordon Lish. If you look at his Wikipedia page, he's also fucking fascinating. Where he sounds like a complete fucking jackoff, hard ass editor, and also, uh, like, like lecturer and whatnot. Okay. Um. Because like he he is mainly known, I think, for like being a lecturer and also just like a sometimes editor, I guess. But like uh, the response to the way he teaches his class is fiction writing. Is basically is it whiplash? he'll kind of whiplashes them. Oh my god! Like kind of like well, he he acts like he's described as basically being like an uninterested person at a party who you're struggling to gain his attention, and he'll tell you just being like, "Why do I? Why does my life need this right now?" Uh huh. Like he sounds like a night. He's a barrel of laughs. It, 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 he sounds like someone who like very much t- teaches kids like, "Listen, fucking fight for their attention. Nobody's nobody owes you anything," which is fine. That's good but he's also maybe takes it a little too far. Mm. Uh, basically kind of being described as like a masculinist kind of being like, being like, I'm not giving you attention by the way, listen to me talk for hours. Oh God. (laughs) So he's that kind of doom. But uh, no, he did weird things like
0: David Mamet,
1: such as specifically in the title uh, story in this, uh, he changed characters names. Yeah. Which just makes you be like, why, why'd you bother? Why? What was the purpose of that? And, and we'll talk about this maybe when we talk about the stories, like he cut out like certain, like eight paragraphs or something like that from this. Um, which is extensive, and sure, r- editors can extensively edit, but like, it, it there there is a creative spin that this guy put on the these stories in this book that we've read.
0: Yeah, there's editing, and then there's rewriting.
1: And he he did like creative rewrite uh, re editing, which is
0: weird. Yeah. And like Raymond was cool with this.
1: Was he no, like... no, he hated it. Okay, good. Um, he he stopped complaining because the book came out and was very successful. Uh huh. Um, also, but Tess Gallagher did uh Tess Gallagher, not Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tess Gallagher did actually argue with Knopf, the uh, publisher. Um, Alfred. Yeah, Alfred A. himself. Oh my god. Uh, one of my favorite, by the way, was my favorite imprint. Um, but Gabriel. Uh, but no, she was trying to get like the original seventeen stories in this kind of published as they were originally. She Sure. And uh, there was kind of like a director's cuts. There was kind of like, yeah, (laughs) director's cut. Uh, There was kind of like a a compromise where there was a publication of beginners in 2009, which featured, I think, most, if not all these stories, including others in their original format. Cool. Um, And also those original versions did show up in the Library of America, uh, uh, collected stories called collected stories okay speaking of film speaking of film um so yeah there's a lot of there have been various adaptations you mentioned one already i think most people might know uh raymond carver basically in the in the academy award-winning film birdman Birdman from 2014 by uh alejandro Gon- uh, gonzalez Iñárritu. Mm-hmm.
0: Did Iñárritu. I, his name right?
1: I like had a stroke and forgot yeah. his fucking name <laughs> Inárritu. Inárritu. no i meant like the, the yeah gonzalez themselves. yeah okay thank you i forgot that one best picture uh it did yeah oh it beat boyhood, which made me very angry. Alright, I can see that. Uh yeah, not to get not I don't really not, care that, for that, that movie. That, that is a whole other argument, but I no, I like it. I it's like good. it just
0: fine. I think it's a good movie. It I think much like other Inyari 2 works, mm. especially like Revenant, it ends on a note of forced like uh subtlety or what's going for? Where like it's Artie sh- fartiness. <laughs> yeah, artie fartiness of being like, check it out.
1: Yeah, I know. Um hate that ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that ending's fine. I have more problem with the ending of of Revenant, but yeah. This is why mo- this is why good movies shouldn't win the best best picture. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um uh, so like uh hey, spe- have you seen Green Book Bro? Speaking of academy awards um and and birdman yeah the in that movie it is it centers on a, a movie star actor who's basically kind of redefining his career mm-hmm. as being like a a broadway actor yeah, a serious actor he he adapted the story what we talk about when we talk about love into the play and the story kind of the movie itself is about that mm-hmm. um and, and in that we see the scene of like the four main actors basically drinking gin around a table yeah um and also like a kind of like invented scene later on where uh, uh Michael Keaton's playing the character in the story uh walks in on his wife cheating on him and then blows his own brains out. Uh-huh. Which is invented, but clearly also kind of like based on things like sure. you know, whatever. No, that that's it's very Carver esque. Um so that's so th- there's that one and on top of that in terms of other stories, uh the one story we right read in here called uh Why Why Don't You Dance? Mm-hmm. Um, was the basis for two movies, 2004 Everything Goes, as well as the 2010 movie Everything Must Go, starring mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. I've seen that movie, which is a movie that you've seen. I've not seen. Mm-hmm. I for- it's good. I forgot about this movie entirely. Yeah, I, I forget that there was this and uh, Stranger Than Fiction, like two very serious um, things. Stranger Than Fiction is a comedy. It's a really good movie though. And uh, and uh, yeah, speaking of which, the name itself, what we're talking about when we talk about love, uh, has been. Uh, like Kind of like used in pulp culture at various times. uh So many we can't necessarily name them all, but in particular, there's the 2007 memoir of Haruki Murakami. Ah, uh, yes. What I talk about when I talk about running. Yeah. Which is very important. I also got, if you paid attention that one episode, I got Gabriel for his birthday. That was last week, wasn't it? Was it last week? Maybe it was last week. i was like two weeks ago. Might have been two weeks. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe it was last week. I, was last don't week. Fucking, I don't know. It was last week. Poison my Bible. I was drunk as shit. Yeah. So, Gabriel. It's a good read. Uh, so that is a that is the kind of short version of Raymond Carver's slow
0: readers primer Um, on Raymond Carver
1: and it also is very interesting because again of his history of being both an alcoholic and a shitty husband
0: yeah a not great dude
1: yeah like kind of gives these stories like a little more of like an poignancy yeah like it's not like him just being interested in a certain kind of Americana Mm
0: -hmm.
1: more like being like oh he's writing about Things that yes th- yeah
0: well Dan, let me let me let me say something to you then yes that in my little bit of research in this whole thing okay. um apparently Carver and a couple other people including Tobias Wolff um they helped pioneer a kind of um literary fiction called dirty realism
1: yeah what what because I saw that his the two genres that people kind of thrust on him it's minimalism mm-hmm. which uh, which he hated yeah he I hated. don't I don't I don't think this is minimalism well, he hated like all labels pretty much sure i mean i can see this as minimalism but like i wouldn't call this minimalism like yeah like capital m minimalism no yeah but like um but that's it uh yeah so what's 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 dirty realism so um, that's invented for him so i took a photo of this in the spark notes page
0: because i was like dirty realism what (laughs) dirty so yeah here's a spark notes description the Dirty Realism School of Writing became popular in the 1980s thanks to a group of writers who began writing about middle-class characters who faced disappointments, heartbreaks, and harsh truths in their ordinary lives. It was coined in the magazine Granta in 1983. Granta 8, whatever. And uh, with was stories by Angela Carter, Bobby Ann Mason, Richard Ford, Tobias Wolfe, and Raymond Carver.
1: Yeah. Are, are you familiar with any of those writers, really, besides... Um, uh, besides Angela Carter? I'm
0: yeah. um, not really. Angela Carter? Yeah. yeah. Angela Carter.
1: Oh, Angela Carter. You said I thought you said Angela Carver.
0: No, Carter. <laughs> I was
1: like I was like, I thought you made it, mixed up the name. Angela Carter's also kind of described this. Yeah, us. in dirt
0: in dirty realism.
1: Alright. Like, yeah. Which you, is cool? you would hear that and be like, what's the difference between something like this and something that like Doris Keller Otto would write?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. know. I, I like the term. The term sounds like something I'd be into. It, it sounds like like I don't know. Um have you read a uh, Rabbit Run?
1: No, Updike. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: Updike. Uh, that feels like dirty realism to me, where it's all about like a like death of a salesman, he like like a, a a young man whose promise is behind him. Uh-huh. He decides to like fuck off on his wife and spend time in a dirty motel and <laughs> reflect poorly. Like um, Bukowski was like a grandfather of dirty realism, talking okay. about like the mm. groatiness and like writing about it minimally. I,
1: I I can see that. I don't know if I would call this dirt. I don't know, like dirty realism. I can see that as realism. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's just
0: folk back then. Focusing on the darker side of life made it dirty realism.
1: Honestly, like, I I would I would like. It's one of those things where it's like, it makes sense in that I'm sure it was a very marketable term. It makes sense to to describe, like, the movement, maybe.
0: The people who, like, who coined these terms are always, like, up their asses. Like, it's never the artist who coined these terms. Harold
1: Bloom, R.I.P., you creepy fuck. Sure. Did you hear about him? What do you do? Oh, I didn't tell you. Uh, So, Harold Bloom, famous American literary critic, died. Uh huh. And essentially. Uh, uh apple of our hearts uh <laughs> apple of our hearts, apple of our hearts uh Joyce Carol Oates went on a tweeting kind of spree based of being like yep yeah, that is the old he is the last of the old patriarch of like american criticisms mm-hmm. based of being like yes no uh he was he was a huge name uh everyone referred to him but he was pretty much a terror for like young women to be around and mm. like he's he was like that kind of image of just like probably kind of like slightly rapey kind of like harvey weinstein yeah like a heart like but like the literary like professor version of him you know maybe not like necessarily rapey like a like harvey weinstein is such a full-on rapey yeah he's like yeah no but like creeper he was more of like a creeper and was also just like a hard-on women he was he was like if there was like a like a boys club of like writing and art and art criticism like he was that which it's it's interesting how I don't know. I, I I don't I don't think like young artists really give a shit about what Harvard or Harold Bloom says anyway. Yeah, I doubt it. But uh, anyway, so fuck him. Mm-hmm. Uh Gabriel, yeah. I'll I doubt. had you read three stories. Three of the stories. Those three stories are Why Don't You Dance? Don't mind if I do. The Bath? I I mind if I do. And the title story, what we talk about when we talk about love. Love. And Gabriel, Yes, Daniel. I feel like I was going to say something interesting but I don't remember what it was now. Okay. Shit. All right. Gabriel, sure. Uh, I've been talking for a while. Can you do us favor? Tell me about what? Uh, why don't you dance? Is about. Is about. Okay. Yeah. Um, why don't you
0: dance? Like most of these stories are fairly simple. Not much happens in them. Mm-hmm. But basically, we start with a uh, middle-aged gentleman. Um, all of his furniture is out on the lawn and the driveway. Um, his house is empty, and he's just drinking whiskey. Yeah. That he basically like. This goes over his items, all of his things: his record player, his couch, his television, tables. Everything he owns is on the thing because his wife has left him. Uh, Even a, though it's not explicitly it's said, it's not explicitly said, but yeah. it's pretty much. It's, yeah, it's it's clearly implied. Lo- a lot of this is like is subtext, but it's yeah. very smart. Um, a young couple um, happens upon the items on the front yard, and they make the assumption that turns out to be basically correct mm-hmm. that it's a yard sale. Um, they look over the items. And they hang out with the middle-aged man. They drink. A um, kind of strange, not a moment occurs between them all. Like a lot of these stories, you can like say that there's a unsettling, like not there's nothing scary or creepy, but yeah. there's an unsettling moment of like weightlessness to all of it. Where um they just they dance and then they go about their way. And the girl trying to recount what happened finds herself unable to really realize what she was thinking about the whole thing
1: yeah she's like struggling to talk about like she also in a very like negative way too Mm -hmm. being like it was so sad he was giving us all these shitty records and everything and like yeah yeah um yeah great and uh uh maybe let's not talk about them directly like one after let's actually talk about like uh what what they're all about so the second story and to kind of like get into this uh as you can kind of see about this like i kind of had this image of what raymond carver stories are about Mm -hmm. and like they really are about it like every these, what's it about Daniel? these stories take place in like middle class suburbia yeah where everyone has plain lawns mm-hmm. um everybody's white I believe it's, it's all uh, pacific
0: it's all like like California ish
1: yeah it, well it's pretty it's like NorCal you know yeah like
0: like west Even coast I mean like I yeah <laughs> well we what we talk about
1: things in Albuquerque pretty much yeah um And like, but like everyone, everyone's white. Everyone's secretly miserable. Everyone is either like making good money or making no money. Yeah. Uh, But everyone's kind of hollow. Everyone's hollow. Everyone's cheating on one another. And a lot of people have problems drinking
0: uh, with,
1: with drinking. I'm sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's so like, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, the second story, the bath. The bath. Gabriel, what happens in the bath?
0: The bath tells a story of a small family unit. A young boy on his birthday is struck by a car. He's taken to the hospital, um, and uh, he is more or less in a coma. But then they can't; the doctors can't ascertain that
1: for sure. To the worried um, parents, yeah, they only say that he's he's sleeping and recovering. He's recovering. And when the parents are like, "That's a coma," being like, "No, no he's, just,
0: not. he's just he's just sleeping. He's just
1: sleeping. Why doesn't he wake up?
0: He needs a rest." Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, the mother and father kind of just hover and worry. They take turns going home to take a bath, and it, the story ends with the mother going home. And she answers a phone call, and it's just about their son. End of story. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, has anything happened to Scotty? Yes, this is about Scotty.
1: Yes. Keep in mind, though, that the way the story begins, and there's a part like happens early on, is that uh, the story begins with the mom buying him a uh, birthday cake. Of a rocket ship. Uh, that, like, the the, the the baker basically says, like, give me your number, I'll call you when it's done. And after the accident, before the father gets to the hospital, he gets a call from the bakery. The father has no idea about this. Yeah. And the guy, so, like, one, he was in the bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the father comes out and just says, like, and like the baker's just like, hey, no one came in and picked up the cake. And the father's like, what? And he's like, someone made up the cake. You need to get the cake. And he's like, no, I'm not going to pick up the cake. And he's like, you need to come here to pick up the cake. The baker just treating him like some average schmo who just like brushed off getting the cake. Yeah. And the father being like, I have no patience for this right now. Yeah. So when the story ends with someone calling and saying, like, hey, yeah, this is, yeah, this is about Scotty. Mm-hmm. Like, there, you don't know whether or not it's from the hospital or from this baker. Yes. <laughs> so, and like the story just gives no thing. However, the, Gabriel, there is a an expanded version of the story. There is that was published in a uh, 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 cathedral. What's it called? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, while I look this up, Gabriel, is the- it called Scotty and the Cake? No. Scotty rides again. (laughs) Scotty rides. Scotty made it. Scotty's just fine. (laughs) Scotty's fine. Don't worry about it. They have a great birthday party. Gabriel, while I look this up, Uh, Uh do me a favor. The title story.
0: The title story. What we talk about when we talk about writing um, is a... It's basically... That That was not on... I did not record that,
1: right? (laughs) Yes, you did. Oh, I did. Okay,
0: Yeah, good times. What we talk about when we talk about love... Is a fascinating little dialogue piece, basically, where two couples in Albuquerque, older couples, middle aged they have they're both been all every single person in it has been divorced and they're back with their new partners. They sit around a the table, and they drink gin, and they discuss um love and its forms, but not in lofty poetic terms. More about what it means, um, the history of history of violence and abuse, um moments of bizarre sharp hostility and new love as well yeah and it's mel terry uh janet
1: was it janet i was gonna say laura laura okay yeah Yeah,
0: laura and um main guy whose name i don't recall
1: yeah it's uh i don't know if the narrator who's a man in this um there are by the way uh Clearly, there are stories where like the narrator is is a, is a woman. I think in this one, it's all men, pretty much. Mm. Um, but uh, here we go. Gabriel, the short story, yeah, is a small good thing. Uh, it is basically a small good thing. A small good thing, which was probably public- it's in the cathedral and whatnot. And I'm not too sure if it was an expanded version or also just like the follow up story to this. I don't oh, okay. I actually don't know. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. Well, um, why
0: didn't you read that when we were at the place
1: by the echo? Uh, because I only read the first few stories. <laughs> I was right, reading them in right. order. I don't know. I didn't read these in fucking random order. Poor Ed. you don't? No, 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 I didn't. Did you know that? Uh, and Nick, g- yeah. Nick is the name of the narrator. Nick is the name. Okay, there is a name for him. Um, yeah, no, and uh, uh, which for which is this... the name of Will Ferrell's character and Everything Must Go. Yeah, sure. Um, so like, yeah, no, in this one in particular, yeah, people like they're the. Like, the title is, like, yeah, they're all talking about quote-unquote love, and they all seem to kind of identify it with, like, something violent and dark. Yes. Where, like, uh, they talk a lot about um, Terry's uh, first husband.
0: Yes, Ed, who who was an abusive, suicidal man.
1: Who was, like, an incredibly violent man, and basically he couldn't stand to have her run away from him. He constantly threatened her uh, uh, Threatens ter- Mel uh, Mel the new husband And basically uh, Killed himself He tried to kill himself once Then shot himself in the poison, head And then and he then, botches
0: Shooting himself
1: And then he slowly died Um After having shot himself In the head And and then we also talk about Like Mel tells a story About how There's this elderly couple Who was like in Who was like in a car And they were just like Hit by a teenager Who died on impact Violently mm-hmm. Horribly Um and basically the story about how, like, there's these two old people who had severe injuries but seemed, I guess, made up just fine. Yeah. But they were in, like, full body casts and, like, the man said that he was, like, severely depressed because he could not see his wife who was in the bed next to him. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Mel is constantly getting aggravated at his new wife. Yes, like keeps talking down to her. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's Terry, like yeah. she who's like very jokey, yeah. and like now and then he kind of like p- plays along with it, and now he's been like like don't you fucking say that. Yeah,
0: like like just shut up, shut up for a minute. Yeah,
1: shut up. Like yeah, and then like yeah. the next minute he's like he's like there yes, lovey her. dovey yeah.
0: again. Yeah, like like Terry goes on like a lot of it is about how Terry, who was was with Ed the abusive guy, she defines. In an odd way that that guy really loved her. Mm-hmm. And Mel's response, he repeats multiple times, is, if that's love, you can keep it.
1: Yeah, it, he's him saying it's been like, that's not, that's not real love. That's, yeah. not, that's not love. Even though, by the end, he also has, like, he talks about, like, violent fantasies about his own ex-wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he doesn't see his kids, always so truly depressed. While also flirting with our the 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 narrator's wife yeah laura (laughs) laura right in front of everybody
0: yeah like if like nick wasn't my best friend and i love terry i'd be in love with you i'd run away with you right now
1: yeah and getting so drunk and by the end like they're all talking about like getting dinner but then like nobody leaves yeah Yeah.
0: these stories are filled with that moment like like you know when you're you're having a good time or you're just talking to someone and you feel the bottom drop out of your stomach because something awful has happened mm-hmm. not like not even like dramatically awful but someone has said something like really terrible the, you just, inno- you just, yeah. Yeah. the you enormity of life just yeah. crashes down on you like you discovered like something ugly about like your friend but he's still your friend but now like you don't know if things will be the same ever again Oof.
1: speaking of which there's a story in here called uh, tell the women we're going or something like that okay that is one that'll fuck you up I, I kind of want to do this now but it's like because like the ending happens you just go oh my god okay um, that's an interesting one We'll do that next time. Sure. So Gabriel, yes, Dave. Uh, so just speaking relatively in brief, and we'll go in longer detail about like how we felt about these particular stories. Relatively and, uh, t- in brief. T- talking about like also moving on, to reading more stories from this. Okay. Um. So yeah, how do you how do you feel about in, in particular the first story, the first Raymond Carver story I imagine you've read in a long time?
0: Yes, it's been many years.
1: Why don't you dance?
0: Um. I this one was probably my favorite of the three, to be honest. Uh-huh. There's uh, something about it very is the word prosaic, is that the word I'm looking for?
1: Sure. Let me find well, that definition. prosaic, doesn't that mean, like, um kind of like there's, like, a lot of things that are basically kind of put together to form a whole? I think that's, that... a that's a mosaic. Yeah, that's mosaic. Yes. Um, prosaic... Also,
0: where's my phone? <laughs> Where is your phone? Where is my phone? Oh. So, prosaic, according to the dictionary, mm-hmm. is, one, characteristic of prose, Distinguished from poetry, factual, fuck
1: yeah, or
0: dull and imaginative, which is not what this is, or everyday and ordinary. But there's something ordinary about these, but
1: also poetically prosaic. <laughs> there you go, poetically ordinary, <laughs> like a dirty realism.
0: <laughs> like a dirty realism, yeah. I'm tying it back. Um, I like this one the best. It reminds me of like a Hopper painting. That there's something. Yeah. a lot of these remind me of Hopper paintings. Um, uh, Edward Hopper, the great painter who directed who painted uh, Nighthawks.
1: Yeah, Nighthawks at the Diner.
0: hmm It's uh, there's some... also a
1: really good Tom Waits album.
0: I believe it. Early
1: one, you'd love it. I, I'm, I, that's the one with emotional weather report. You'd fucking love. it. Oh, I think you told me about yeah, that yeah. one.
0: Um, I, I like that story the most. It just feel like snapshots, like like little windows into life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm like like the bath is one where I'm like, I just really want to know now. But <laughs> like it, it's a beautiful. All of these are beautifully written, but it, it, that one is the one that for yeah. me that captures like individual solidity of something concrete and beautiful and ethereal
1: yeah and uh speaking of like you know this this, these stories kind of being about like a single moment Mm -hmm. uh the bath is one that has like a really solid like it's like a great like literary kind of ending yeah where like it just it all leads up to that moment like there's two things going on there's one very mundane and one incredibly serious and dire and and like sickening Mm -hmm. you know a child might be dying and everyone keeps saying it's like no your child's gonna be fine and she's like are you sure and they're just like yeah yeah we're sure uh which doctors will not fucking do they're not your friends
0: no they're not they're um, just doctors and then
1: she gets a call and someone's being like unless they're doctors yeah. of
0: like science
1: <laughs> i love how it's also said right? it's like it's like yeah scotty it's about scotty yeah this is about scotty
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then like the story scotty said, wasn't there scotty was-
0: Scot- oh, sorry scotty doesn't
1: know scotty doesn't know oh fuck off <laughs> good times everyone <laughs> scotty the voice said it is about scotty the voice said it has to do with Scotty." Yes. Yes. And that's just how the story, mm-hmm. it's all about that moment where like, I imagine again in my head, it has to be the baker. And it's just about mm-hmm. that moment where like, I imagine the, the mother of the child just collapses and has yeah. a breakdown in a brief moment before finding out that like, this was a baker. Like, I feel like it has yeah. to almost be like that because that it would be the most complex kind of like poignant kind of thing to talk about. It will be a little like, oh, Henry-ish. I think
0: these are the endings that Two is going for, but fails to accomplish.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there, there's no poignancy in, in the ending of Revenant for me, nor of Birdman.
1: Hey, man, and, and not to get into it, but. Revenant, it is a very flawed movie, mm-hmm. but I love that movie.
0: Um, If you cut the last 10 seconds out of the movie, I love it. Oh,
1: I'd cut a lot more than that. It'll yeah, be, I like that movie. Any scene that it is between... I love that movie. Any scene where Leo DiCaprio remembers his wife and has those dream sequences... Oh, yeah. I do not like them. It opens with that, and I keep forgetting that, because for me, that movie begins with that, that really awesome shot where we start in the water, and we kind of tilt up, and we mm. see like the roots and everything, and then like the Leo DiCaprio and his son as hunters. Such a great shot, and I was like, start there! Bastard. I love Donald Gleason. Speaking being which, Mexican Amer- Mexican filmmakers, they're fucking, they're killing it, man.
0: Hey, man, where, where's Cuaron been? I miss him. Cuaron want... did
1: fucking Roma, you bitch. I haven't seen it yet. Watch it, I it already. I gotta It's watch fucking it. awesome. I wanted to see it
0: in theaters you get a that, chance. that
1: movie will fuck you up in a good way so let's see burning it'll fuck you up in a bad way then in a good way i'll get to it it's being a burn burn
0: yeah so daniel what are your thoughts on what's on uh on why don't you dance oh speaking of which what are your thoughts on what we talk about when we talk about love oh yeah i'm i like bath just fine bath is neat um what we talk about what we talk about when we talk about love is uh um it it feels like a stage play it feels kind of like a like it would make one a really good thing one of the, one of the nine sure. stories like the Salinger kind of thing yeah. where
1: it's like one s- scene it's all conversation yeah. yeah.
0: something something has happened in this room but it's hard to say it, it's 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 like what i meant earlier mm-hmm. that you know you're, you're having a good time with your buddies and then something goes awry you you're like like and there's a there's a silence and now you don't know anymore Yeah, it's like finding out that your like a a friend of yours is like shitty to women mm-hmm. you're like oh no, my perception of you has been wrong and now I don't understand you at all and maybe I don't understand the world or life mm. or anything at all.
1: Yeah, especially something like this. You feel like... Like the bottom drops out. You feel like the main character, Nick, like in this guy, Mel. Mm-hmm. The Mel McGinnis, is mainly, a doctor. It's mainly about the way that Mel is kind of responding and everything like this. Mm-hmm. Also, do you remember the way that story begins? My friend Mel McGinnis was talking. Mel McGinnis is a cardiologist and sometimes that gives him the right. Yes, he's a heart doctor. He's a heart doctor so people kind of give him the benefit basically being like, "Yeah, let him talk. He's a cardiologist, sure." Yeah. And like it's this idea it yeah, no, it it there there's such like a a really interesting kind of like focus and like observation on just like the the not the mundanity. I hate saying that too much, yeah. but like like the kind of like like these things like these very cultural and social things in the situation like if there was a cardiologist here and he was really like like i'm gonna explain how what love is Mm -hmm. we would let him talk because we in our stupid uh, like adult american society lives will just be like oh he has more money than us he has more value yeah so and so like like mel
0: does not know
1: no, Mel does not know. Mel yeah. Mel focuses on the violence of love. Yeah,
0: Mel Mel is like a small man in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, he he's the, the quote unquote bigger that he is like the smaller he is essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a it's a really fascinating thing. Um, Daniel, um, so I want to ask yes. you about your thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but also let me I want to point out a comparison that I really enjoy. That why I kind of started to like Carver. Mm-hmm. Um, have I made you read any of Adrian Tomine's work? No, I don't really. Adrian know Adrian Tomine. I don't actually know how to pronounce his last name. Tomine. Tomine. Um, he is a, a Japanese American comic artist. He wrote um Sleepwalk and other stories. Um, Summer Blonde. He did I uh, I don't think I know. Oh, um, shortcomings. I might have made you read. Shortcomings. Some, of these, some of these sound familiar. Yeah, they're these beautiful like, little like short comics. He made Optic Nerve. That was the name of a series, and they're like they're very reminiscent of Carver. They're these. Really, sometimes, like occasionally brutal, but only in an emotional way, little slices of life. They're Mm -hmm. wonderful little stories. I highly recommend um any listeners out there check out shortcomings and check out sleepwalk and other stories starting these little windows of human casual human emotional cruelty
1: yeah that's not like you know he reminds me of something like 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 daniel close
0: yeah daniel close was a huge influence on Tomane, but i prefer tominae to be honest
1: he's kind of like um he's basically like if you take like the kind of like literary kind of like focus of Mm -hmm. someone like raymond carver and basically being like imagine if this guy like structured like his genre around like like panels of comics
0: yeah no I think know? it's interesting seeing like Carver's influence on comics like independent oh. comics like like Ghost World and all uh. of Optic Nerve are all very Carver-esque
1: I tell you what it is interesting and again it's so kind of difficult to kind of to understand this has been like 2019 when people don't read mm-hmm. but like it, it's like yeah no making a novel is kind of like really trying to make a name for yourself because i feel like raymond carver like isn't as big of a name as like for example like hemingway yeah because he's not a novelist he's well, only written short boy. fiction mm-hmm. like i think if he wrote a novel and basically if it was what we talk about we talk about love but as a novel format like people would like remember him as being like the celebrity writer
0: yeah people think that a short story is lesser than a novel
1: yeah. i uh, w- i don't know but it's been a while since we're talking about this when i was a kid and i was reading i would not read short fiction and mm-hmm. uh, you also don't really read i don't short really read short fiction
0: yeah. like I, i've barely that's why like i i, I passed the buck to you mm-hmm. and uh, for picking a short story and next week my short story pick we're going back to juno diaz which buck is
1: a, like one of
0: three short story writers i like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah oh I can see that yeah I, I just need to check out more short fiction yeah, I'm looking forward to that I want to read Juno Diaz mm-hmm. and uh, also I want to go back to um, kind of like what we talked about I know we're going on long um, what, like especially last time with Hemingway Um, is that you made the point that's like you had a problems reading Hemingway you said that like oh I can't speed read this it do- it doesn't the language... I realize
0: it's the and style what was that called again
1: uh yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, I can look this up in a moment, but um, but no, I know you are talking about. It's like syn Syndetic, I think. Syndetic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically uh for people who didn't listen to that episode, lazy people. Come on, guys. Um, basically, it is it is like the kind of like connecting like a long sentence with other sentences with like conjunctions like and or but mm-hmm. or even commas for example. Yeah. Um, it's something going back yeah, all the way the, to the it, Bible.
0: Yeah, the English teacher, teacher's pet in me, keeps on screaming, "Run on, run on."
1: yeah and meanwhile you know that like basically it's like it ain't a fucking run on if it sounds good
0: yeah and also <laughs> like like that like no no english teacher in the fucking world's gonna be like oh but this is good though like oh no but this is bad
1: i, I would i would find it very interesting all those fucking teachers who would point out Ronan. and don't be wrong listen being a writer who also might have those kind of influences in in him sure um it's kind of interesting how much like there are there are sentences where you can do that and sentences you can't do that
0: i, I would not know the difference it, i'm i'm not a prose writer it
1: it it is all it is entirely about like what it it is all about the rhythm you're going for obviously but also it also depends on the paragraph a a, a writer writes in paragraphs not sentences
0: okay right. i dig that yeah something i mean like, carver is okay, a but... great use of that that um for me yeah. in the bath my favorite moment of the bath is at the very end um the phone rang is like a single paragraph to itself yeah and it's like it it that's hitting you the with the telephone truck. Ring, yeah. yeah telephone rang that carver is very good at writing emotional sensitivity like like his his emotional sensitivity is like off the charts yeah. but he writes it in such a detached way that only implies what's truly going on and that's incredibly impressive
1: yeah he's able to like put skills that like you would normally find in like thrillers mm-hmm. into stories like the bath <laughs> yeah the bath like it it starts here's the thing why i wanted to bring up hemingway particularly um you, you, you bring you, up hemingway yeah no. um no you said about you're having problems reading hemingway it's like th- a story will begin and you'll have to read the first paragraph several times yeah um that
0: that, that word that in the middle which works like a weird fucking loop-de-loop on uh-huh. me it it makes me trip and fall my brain
1: Uh, uh, for also having read most of these stories um, I have to do that every time I start a new Carver story interesting I take like a few minutes to read the first paragraph because you'll finish one and it ends with something like the bath like all of a sudden like a story just all like leads to a point you just go (gasps) Mm -hmm. wow and then like you read the next story and it begins something like this Saturday afternoon, the mother drove to the bakery in the shopping center. After looking through a loose loose leaf binder with photographs of cakes taped onto the page, she ordered chocolate, the child's favorite. The cake she chose was decorated with a spaceship and a launching pad under a sprinkling of white stars. The name Scotty would be iced on in green as if it were the name of the spaceship. And you're just like, you're like... You, you have to read it over again being like, dude, the last one ended with fucking death. What? Uh-huh. what? And this one's about a cake? What?
0: Yeah. No, I, I like the pace of this much more. It's like what I said about the Hemingway things. When it comes to prose like this, more uh-huh. in this style, more more minimalist, really, m- lowercase m, mm-hmm. uh, I have to recalibrate and I have to approach it like I approach a painting, not like I'm listening to someone. That I have to absorb details slowly and really take my time.
1: Yeah, and also uh, it's. I think again, like Carver speaks in a, a language that's basically more attuned with the way that we kind of think a little mm-hmm. bit more than Hemingway. I agree. Hemingway, it's those things where it's like you got to understand. It's like sometimes these things don't connect. Oh, these were written a hundred years ago. Yeah. Um. But like,
0: holy shit, you're right.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, his first book, uh, fucking intertime, two thousand or nineteen uh, twenty-five.
0: Roaring 20s, baby. Yeah,
1: it's going to be fucking 2020 and
0: mm-hmm. goddamn, anyway. They I'm I think we're running a little bit yeah, long here.
1: Yeah, I will talk about my opinions after this. I think we need to go on break. We uh-huh. have a game to play. Okay. When we come back, well, first game, and then we're going to yeah. go on break, come back, do Final Thoughts.
0: Talking about books. Gabriel.
1: There's a break. Okay, okay. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear listener readers. Bird song. To- which, by the way, is officially published. Oh. So, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we're, we don't have sponsorship. so, like...
0: Hey, good problem. So, if, if, if we became big enough that an artist whose name we shall not summon, like Voldemort, um, if he came down on us, being like, hey, guys... <laughs> You got too many listeners. You're stealing my song. Be like, wow, okay, have a lot of listeners. Well,
1: first off, I don't think he would. That's it. I think Warp Records would.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
1: I know. Fuck you, Warp. Also, I just want to paint this moment and just like say, like, hey, you Cornish fuck, you mm-hmm. have a problem with me illicitly using your goddamn song? Bring it. Why don't you go back to being a game hand, you Cornish fuck? <laughs> game. Mm-hmm. Cornish. Speaking of
0: Cornish, yes, Abby Cornish, who was in the um, everything
1: goes. Oh, was he? I didn't see that movie.
0: No, sorry. What's it called? And, uh, Everything Must almost... Go? No. Birdman? But... No, the the, the the Hugo Weaving adaptation of Why Don't You Dance. Viva Vendetta. That's the one. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Gabriel, <laughs> I believe you have a game for us. I almost knocked over the iPad, which would have knocked over the wine glass. I have a game for you, Daniel. Oh, my God. Do you? Mm-hmm, I do. All right. Daniel, it is the end of... Um, 2019, basically. 2019, as you blow the mic. What a, what a year. Oh, Jesus.
1: Yeah. 2019. Yeah, I've raised my mic. You Good. Let me raise the mic a little yeah, bit. there you go.
0: 2019. Let me adjust the arm. And what a, what a 2019 it's been, Daniel. You and I have been living in Los Angeles for uh, basically a year
1: now. Yeah. Like, the we mine is like two weeks for me.
0: Isn't that fucking crazy?
1: Yeah, you're it's like one week.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So. Uh-huh. I've been looking through all the A V Club and other articles about the best albums of the year and whatnot. Yeah. And it reminded me that maybe my maybe my in my top three albums of the year, um, one of my all-time favorite songwriters, I think a brilliant lyricist, came off an album.
1: Ryan Adams. <laughs> N- no,
0: I don't think he did actually, because he was about to. No, he
1: was about to. He was on the verge of releasing like three, three albums, albums in one year.
0: Yeah, he yeah. was on my. He was on my Spotify like your favorite artist of the decade, and I'm like, oh.
1: That's it. Moving on. Moving on.
0: <laughs> I I think a songwriter who is a brilliant, brilliant storyteller came off an album this year. And I think this artist is comparable to the works of Raymond Carver. Nick Cave. Close. It's a little-known Canadian artist named Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, I think going say Neil Young. No. Carly Rae Jepsen, yes. Yes, she came okay. off an album this year. <laughs> and Daniel, I was thinking. She's Canadian? Yeah. All oh, right, I didn't know that. That's why, that's why my Spotify said, said I like international artists. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So, Daniel, I don't know if you know this, but Raymond Carver was also a poet.
1: I know that. I'm actually, um, I really want to buy a Fires, which not only, ha- it's like poems, essays, and some, some collected fiction, uh, also has an uh, essay called On Writing, which I hey. get into. That'd be fun. I can dig that. Yeah. So, Daniel, mm-hmm.
0: we're playing a game. This is basically a play on one of our many other games. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it Carver
1: Ray Jepsen. Okay, I can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, explain how this game is played. Daniel, I'm going to read to you an
0: excerpt of lyrics or a poem. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me, are they Carly Ray Jepsen lyrics or are they from a Raymond Carver poem?
1: Okay, all right. Gabriel, I think I'm fucking good. All right. Okay, let's do this. Bring (laughs) it. Ready? Motherfucker.
0: Here's your first one. Music. Music. Standing at your door, calling out your name. Find me in the dark, find me here again. I've got nothing left, like a little protest. Banging on your door, find me in your heart, find me here again. I've got nothing left, like a little protest. Daniel, is that Carly
1: Rejepson? Or Raymond Carver. Okay, but that's Carly Rae Jepsen.
0: <laughs> Good catch, Daniel. That is "I'll Be Your Girl" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay, Mm-mm. here we go. <laughs> that was me.
1: This might be. A- oh, that was you. Good catch. <laughs> this might be a very easy game. Okay, but we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see if Carly Rae Jepsen's poetry is really up to match to Raymond Fucking we'll Carver. we see. Here okay. we go. Oh, okay. okay. How many? Well, also, how many are there? There's seven. Seven. Okay.
0: Here we go. Here's the next one. Good number. Mhm.
1: All you dead astronauts fans out there. Yes. I'll get it.
0: Mm. I did not. I know. <laughs> I've got a cavern of secrets. None of them are for you. Even if you wanted to keep them, where would you find the room? Let down my guard tonight. I just don't care anymore. I've told a hundred lies, but I don't want to tell you any at all. Carver or Carly? Gabriel?
1: Yes. I say, read that
0: again, please. Okay. <laughs> I've got a cavern of secrets. None of them are for you. Even if you wanted to keep them, where would you find the room? Let down my guard tonight. I just don't care anymore. I've told a hundred lies, but I don't want
1: to tell you any at all. Carver or Carly? You know, I'm going to take a, a shot in the dark. I think that's Carver. That's Carver? Yes. Daniel? Mm-hmm. You,
0: I just realized you had the the wind sound effect ready because you already knew, you <laughs> fucker. Oh, add. Hold on. Top, oh. top car accident, lawyers.
1: Wait, play it, play it. Well, let's well, let's there's, hear there's about no, lawyers. There's no volume. It's just it's just, Oh, okay. There's no volume. That's bullshit. I know, isn't fucking Gabriel, what does that mean? That that was uh that was Carver you say? Yeah. That ah. was Carly Ray Jepsen, baby. Okay. No, I was thinking like there wasn't a rhyme. And also I was thinking like like there was one sentence that ended with you. Someone was gonna fucking rhyme <laughs> that shit. Come on. Okay. All right. okay. Here we go. One one by the way. Yes. One, one. Keep, one one, keep keep
0: score. I never remember to do that. No problem. Okay. One one. Took a million miles to feel the final separation. Don't tell me now you know what you need. I need to find a love to love me with no hesitation. Don't tell me now you're ready for me. Carler? Carler? Carly Car- or Carver? <laughs> I'm
1: going to guess Carly. Yes, guess Carly? I'm guessing Carly again. Daniel
0: guesses Carly.
1: Well done, Daniel. Hey. That is right words, wrong time.
0: Off dedicated. Really okay. Okay. Okay, what if they're all that, so?
1: Me? So far, that's 2-1. Uh, that's
0: yes. I got you with one, so I'm already pleased okay. with myself. Okay, got me with one. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here's your next one. The world is going crazy. And it feels like I just don't know who to trust sometimes. Something's coming over me. I need to get a hold of you now. We're getting good at lying. No one's saying what's keeping us all
1: awake at night. Carver? Or Carly? That's Carver. That's Carver? Yeah, I'm guessing that's Carver. Okay. hope it's another ad. That oh. is Carly Ray Jepson, All right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's two, two. Hey, I, my, my, my
0: goal here, Daniel, is to mm-hmm. prove that Carly Jepson is Carly great. Carly Jepsen as good as fucking Raymond Carver? Gr- as great as Raymond Carver.
1: All right. No, I'm actually glad none of these are Carver. I've read some of his poetry. I really like them. <laughs> I have not liked any of <laughs> these so far. Okay. No good. offense to Carly Ray Jepson. I'm sure true. those are very good when they work in song form.
0: Okay. okay. Here we go.
1: Like the million, you know what it was that? Got, that that gave that third one away. It was the million miles? It was the million miles. I was like, I was like, no one fucking. Yeah. No, on.
0: no. Maybe <laughs> that is... Carver doesn't deal in millions of miles.
1: All right. And uh, the fourth one, I was thinking like, like eh, those are more like masculine kind of words. So, but anyway, all right. No, I'm. Um, okay. um, all right.
0: Here we go. Okay. Remember me and all we did together. Now hold me tight. That's it. Kiss me hard on the lips. There. Now let me go, my dearest let me go. Carver or Carly? I would
1: say that's Carly. If not, it's a fucking bad Carver poem.
0: That's Carly? Yeah. That yeah. is Raymond Carver. Carver,
1: that's not a very good one. From a poem called No Need. Okay. That's not the entire poem, right? No. There's more. Oh, poem. okay. Yeah, these All are right. excerpts. Oh, okay. Alright. Yeah, these are not the total ones. All right. Well, actually, <laughs> you don't know that, do you? No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't uh, uh. So, so far, I'm actually, I'm actually losing. This is uh, two I've guessed right, three I've guessed wrong.
0: I should, like, we should tweet this episode to Kyler Jepson.
1: God, no. Okay. This is so embarrassing. Here
0: we go. Suppose I say summer. Write the word hummingbird. Put it in an envelope. Take it down the hill. To the box. When you open my letter, you'll recall. Those what? days and how much, just how much, I love you. Carver or Carly? That's Carver. That is. Oh, another ad for tough school of engineering. Fuck
1: yeah! Uh, Play it.
0: No thanks. These are all silent ads. <laughs> You're add a bark. <laughs> that is hummingbird
1: by Raymond Carver. Blammo! <laughs> Daniel destroying aliens. I destroyed that man. That one was long. <laughs> okay, so so far it's a uh, three-three. Three-three. This is a tie. Okay, it's right now it's tied. I have your one last final one. one. Right? Here's your last one. Okay. Here's
0: your chance, Daniel. Okay. I'll be proud of you whether you win or lose. I was lying there with my eyes closed. Just after I'd imagined what it might be like if, in fact, I never got up again. I thought of you. I opened my eyes then and got right up. I went back to being happy again. I'm grateful to you, you see. I wanted to tell you. Daniel, is that a work of international superstar raymond carver or little known english teacher Kyler b
1: jepson as i was gonna say international superstar international uh, superstar i'm going to guess that's carly again kind of like that that one where i was just like if that's a carver poem that's not a very good poem <laughs> i'm going to guess that's carly? carly but yeah yeah all right daniel
0: <laughs> that oh, okay. is raymond carver from a poem for tess okay basically i found all like the really like sweet Raymond Carver yeah, like what the love fuck? <laughs> poems. They're all like dedicated to what's it called to Tess. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he got really goopy and in love with Tess. Yeah, so, he got, he got I mean, goopy you and were, went...
1: you're totally right. He, he loved that lady. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't right. I read it. Um,
0: <laughs> but no, all right, all right, cool. No Daniel, problem. you did not win. However, you won the hearts of
1: millions, Deal. and
0: Kylie Jepsen won your heart. No, she didn't.
1: Well, uh, she I, won I, my. Heart. I was gonna say like like all those poems that I was like honestly. Uh, again, not to no no offense to to Carly Jensen. She writes songs which are not she writes pop poems, songs. not like literary poems. Yes. So like uh, so like the ones, especially the early ones that I guessed wrong. I was like, no, I'm actually really glad those are uh-huh. those are Carly poems because like or, or because I was like hey, they would not make sense of it anyway.
0: Well, and also she... now you know Raymond Carver. Total goober in
1: love. I read the Hummingbird one, by the way. That's what gave it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a really yeah. good poem. It is a really good poem. He writes very good poetry, which yeah. are not the other ones that you read. <laughs> yeah, no, he has some very good poems out there. <laughs> okay.
0: And that's how you play Carver Ray Jepsen
1: Oh. Oh, fuck you. He hit the mic. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Stop. I don't think there's an pause button. stop. stop, stop. Um, my favorite Carly Ray Jepson album. Ah! Is it crying, baby? You have got to be kidding. Okay. I'm not. What's that one? <laughs> this is broom. I think this this one, like the the symbol goes on so long. Yeah, like stop. Yeah, cut like, it, it, dudes. It, 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 Come on, soundbox. Oh, I hate the sound of people chewing, dude.
1: I think why is that one short? Okay. <laughs> I think that's what I'm gonna do. From now on, when we do a game and someone gets something wrong, it's gonna be Oh, The other ones are pretty good. Yeah, like that's a good one. That's a good one. I like this page. All right, this is one page. Gabriel, good game. Good times. Awesome, awesome, awesome game. Uh, Yay! That said, we still need to go on break. Okay. When we come back, we're gonna do final thoughts, hazy memories, and also what we're reading next. Cool, man. Gabriel. Yeah. Let's do it. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear listener readers. You know what we're talking about? Love. We are talking about love. We're also talking, talking about when... talking about love. We're what well this is what we talk about when we talk about slow readers. Mm-hmm. America's hey. fast paced literature podcast brought you by Gun Radio. Honestly, if we ever wanted to do a sub series like much like we did for what's it called, what I talk about when what... what we talk about when we, we talk about Carver. About. Yeah. Now I can't fucking get it right because mm-hmm. what I keep saying what I talk about when mm-hmm. I talk about yeah. I'm like that fucking douchebag Murakami motherfucker who keeps... Haruki. who's stuck in goddamn this book dick in my ears and now all of a sudden I'm just hearing yeah. this shit. All right. I haven't gone hiking in a while. I'm not going hiking. You said there's heights. I'm not going. Well,
0: there. only one place I went to has heights. So that's it's such a, a beautiful view.
1: Welcome back. Uh, so we're gonna do final thoughts real quick. I know we've been running a little long in this episode, mm-hmm. but we did three. Dang it! We stories. just love books. I know. I wanted to do three stories because they're they're physically small. Yeah. Um, and I think next time you're we- like
0: me when I go to a restaurant, I always order too much food and then I'm a little
1: bit sheepish afterwards. Exactly. Go on. What was that? What? Yeah, nothing. Uh, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. No, no. It, it, like they're physically. These are very short stories. There's seven. Here's the thing. The book I have, which by the way is the best version of this book I ever want to own. The the binding of this. It it's is very beautiful. It is a mass paperback. I think it's actually the first edition mass paperback. That's copy pretty amazing. Of this. What year is it? Um. It does. It says the 80s. Oh, <laughs> like, awesome. I can't stress enough. I think this is first edition. Yeah. 1982. Wow. Uh, this book came the. Hardcover of this came out in 1981. That's pretty awesome. So, like, that's what this is. So I'm very happy with this. Um, Do you want the plastic bags I have for books that I've been reading? No.
0: What? I have some, like, book bags if you want them. Yeah, technically I do, too. I just throw the fuck
1: away. (laughs) But (laughs) no, this thing is, like, 160 pages. There's 17 stories in this. Mm -hmm. Um, What is he? Guided by Voices? Yeah, I know, right? Speaking of which, I love Guided by Voices. Second off, I saw them live. You did? Yeah. How was that? That was fun. Yeah, I bet. You're just f- surrounded by completely drunk people, while the person on stage is drunk ten times drunker than all of them. Mm. Um, and so no, it's like a cat power show. He- he's a very, very interesting. Uh, f- no, except not a drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking cat power, Jesus. Yeah, I've heard stories. <laughs> no, in this it's like a middle-aged white-haired dude on stage who's just like, hey, uh, blah, blah, and he just <laughs> talks. He sings. I don't know if you ever seen him. He sings with like his arm, his one arm kind of going like crazy. Flapping? He flaps around and then once. Kind of like the, Dan Harmon when he raps throughout the entire show. He does this and then all of a sudden he does like a roundhouse kick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really fun. I can't stress enough. All right. That said, yes. Final thoughts. Yes. Gabriel. Uh huh. Do you have final thoughts about all three stories, like having read these? Again, like the first Carver stories you've read since you were a teenage boy or something. I was like 24. Shut up. Mm hmm. Uh, <laughs>
0: that was like five years ago. <laughs> it's like ooh, no, that no. was No, that was how no, many years, seven it was years eight ago. Eight years ago. Oh
1: my God. Gabriel. Yeah. Final thoughts. Do you have anything you say about kind of like revisiting these 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 stories by this author who you don't They're really read? Even better than I remember,
0: mm. and I, I like it's 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 so it's so good, but also it's not my speed. If that makes sense, mm. that like uh, it's not my tempo. Speaking of whiplash, mm. um, I I enjoy these a lot, but I don't know they they don't they don't speak to me in the, in a way. I, I know why you don't like them. Why is that? They're though? all downers. Well, I like downer stories just fine.
1: Yeah, you don't love downer. My stories. favorite,
0: like, like, I'm like my favorite books, like, are all downers. Like, um, like a uh, Norwegian Wood, um. What else are my favorite books?
1: That's one. Keep in mind though, and now this is a longer, larger discussion we could have else mm-hmm. elsewhere. It's like a lot of our favorite what you, what have yous are all like stuff that we like loved at when we were younger.
0: I, I still you know? re- regularly listen to that one.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, uh, my favorite uh album is still to this day. I've listened to it recently. I'm like, no, this is it. Uh, the Glow Part Two by Microphones from fucking 2001. Yeah. Yeah. You know? we,
0: we hang on to our young stuff. I still listen to Elliot. All, all the time. to I mean, say. You still yeah. listen to Ryan Adams. <laughs> And I have not listened I know, I know. to Ryan Adams since the news, I know, I know, I know. which has been a bummer for me, to be honest. That's
1: no, a huge bummer. He was a good musician too. I mean, yeah. I, he didn't—he yeah. didn't not deserve his uh, his accolades. Yeah. Anyway.
0: No, it's not that it's a downer because I like downer things. I love downer things.
1: But you don't. You don't love like constantly going back, going like you know, absorbing constant downers constantly though.
0: In terms of literature.
1: Yeah, like every story in this usually hits very hard. It's usually all. Pretty downer. Uh. <laughs> I
0: I I don't agree with that. Right. Like I I love a lot of like more, I would say most of the media I consume, uh, unless I'm just really trying to relax as downer stuff. Like I watch a lot of anime, but that's all happy anime because <laughs> I want to I want to unwind. But when I want to consume something worthwhile, I usually pick something that's a bummer. Yeah. Like bummer movies. I love bummer movies. Alright. Okay. I absorb it all, Daniel. How thought. dare you make a finish fucking her, assumption about me? You don't her, know fucking shit about finish me. Finisher's thought.
1: Finisher thought. Um, it's really good. Um, yeah, I why, just, no, why Why don't you? Why don't you connect with it then?
0: I do connect with it. It's just that it it, I suppose, it, it's a lo- it's so much to absorb. Like I told you, i I really love those um Adrian Tomine things, and they're like there's. I don't know who that is. Who is that? He wrote yeah, Sleepwalk and Shortcomings. Oh, the comics. Yeah, oh, no, they're sorry. like there's like nothing sadder. And they're brilliant, but there's something to dwell in, and I don't know that this this is not something I'd seek out. I, like I, if I was, if you picked nothing but these for the rest of the time we did this show, I'd be down for that because I enjoy the work. I just they feel like work. Okay. Because you know, like I have to really absorb it. Well, I can't
1: hurry through these. Uh huh.
0: Which I do in my regular times. Like what, I, what would you call I'm, that? I'm, I'm it? I'm speeding through Anna Karenina.
1: I was gonna say, what what, what would you say that? Anna Karenina is something. It, 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 we'll discuss this also when I fucking read it. I haven't picked it up yet. Uh-huh. Um, no, uh I was gonna say, like, well, what would you call it? You're saying it's like this feels like work because you actually need to like carefully kind of. I have
0: to carefully parse through. I have to take my time.
1: Yeah, that's that's the fun. That's good writing. I mean, what what what? Uh... Well,
0: what yeah. up with, what what up with that, homie? It's very good writing, okay. but it's also you know you you know what's you know what's good for you. Exercise. I don't always want to exercise. I like to read for leisure, and I can enjoy the writing and the pace of Anna Karenina. This I have to really focus. I don't like the focus. Yeah, I like to
1: zone out. You don't like to focus on reading,
0: or or even absorbing stories though. Well, it depends on what I'm reading, yeah. and this is something I need to focus on. And other times, I don't have to focus on things. All right. It's it's I, I speed read. And for me, it's about uh, it's about absorbing the main components as quickly as possible.
1: See, that's why I thought you were going to have the same problems with the Hemingway stories, because uh, in the Hemingway stories, as you said, like you have to like, like assess the language that's being used. It's Mm -hmm. not it's not so much what happens. It's not the it's not what happens. Who's like which person says this? what their motivation is. And this it's like how it's being said. Mm. Um, which I, I imagine it's like. I thought you were going to have the same problems that you're going to say that you had with the Hemingway no, stories. No, that's it's com- a completely different thing.
0: Yeah, no. I maybe maybe for me, I... like for me like Hemingway and this are 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 completely different beasts.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's just a, it's it's not
1: even the same like ballpark. Right. Uh, uh, uh segueing into uh, how I feel about these stories, I would actually very much put these in the same ballpark where there's something very rewarding about this. Like again, like uh, if you remember what I said about like the killers. Uh, the Hemingway story, Um, it's like, it's not the story I love. It's the storytelling. I'm kind of amazed at how well it's written. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hemingway, yeah, it makes sense, but it's one of those things I was like, yeah, but it seriously fucking is. Um, When I read a story by Carver, I'm just like, I'm amazed at how well it is. And it it kind of bums me out that someone called this f- f- uh, minimalism at some point. Yeah, I like, don't agree with that at all. It's like, it's like, no, it's fucking subtle. It's more about suggesting. Like, um, I do, you know, I prefer this as opposed to someone who's telling you. Uh, Like, I I feel like you can take any of these stories and make a version of them that are like two or three times as long. They tell you exactly what's going on. They spell out the subtext. Mm -hmm. They say this person said this for this reason. This person said this. Hey, by the way, did you realize that this also refers to this as well? Or or like, or like, hey, this happened. This is why it happened and everything like that. Whereas Mm -hmm. this, it's more about like the things happen and you're just kind of like left kind of being like, oh, shit yeah no this it kind of like revolves around this um and it is it uh, kind of reminds me of that thing that Hemingway defined this and people talk about it as a concrete thing but really it's just this thing called subtext sure uh the the the, the uh uh iceberg theory you know but mm-hmm. like saying very little but inferring a lot yeah yeah it's you know that's, that's
0: that's objectively better writing
1: It it is it is kind of like it's like yeah you would want to aim for that kind of writing that's that like physically says little but it refers to a lot mm-hmm. like Uh, you know, I can't stress enough like the kind of like it's been a while since I've had as much of a gut reaction to stories uh, by their ending as, for example, the bath. Mm -hmm. Like, where, again, I'm I'm pretty sure that it things ended up just being pretty okay. Uh, but like, it's still it's all about that moment when like the the bottom falls out and it hits you like it's all internal. And like in little stories, again, where you just pick up like the uh, like the implied language, the things that people aren't saying when they're having a conversation, for example, in what we talk about when we talk about love. Yeah. And it's just like it's like, oh, that's the good shit. This is like why I, this is like it, it, it's one of those moments where it's like, oh, this is why I really love uh, reading sometimes as opposed to other mediums, because you mm-hmm. have things like this. Um, And it, it in terms about like other genres or people out there who aren't necessarily readers, it, it, like, you know, it's like watching a film that all of a sudden. It reminds me of Lauren Lapkus, a comedian who said that she saw uh, her first Quentin Tarantino movie was uh, once my time in Hollywood Uh and she goes, oh fuck yeah I, I've watched so much like shitty movies lately like this is like a real movie I want to watch the rest of them it's like those uh-huh. moments where you're just like oh this is like a real story this is yeah. like a real writing and, and it, it very much invigorates me and it excites me and, and again like it's kind of crazy how small this is it's not something that you want to necessarily speed through mm-hmm. because every story is fucking heavy yeah Um, and like you know it would do a disservice if you just kind of like blend it all together you can't you, you cannot barrel through these it, it it is which is also kind of frustrating reading this too i mean yeah because they're all like very short some of them are very very short mm-hmm. but like everyone like kind of like needs like a moment to like kind of breathe and take it in yeah as opposed to something that you want to breeze through, which is also kind of crazy because again it's very readable
0: I'm, I'm still baffled like you're like 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 wh- why do three when we can talk this long about one
1: yeah no um well it, it's a thing like i either wanted to read like well, here's the other thing is that having read most of these, like, I, I kind even, of I can't even listen to music while I read this. I wanted to talk about more stories than this because yeah, I've, I I've read them because they're all a lot of them are very good. I, I don't remember if there's any stories in here that I kind of like was like, eh, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there were a couple, but like I like every story that ended, I was like, oh, this is going to be one we should do for the show. Sure. I did that for most of the stories I've read. No, I, buy, I buy that. So like it's it's I think that's the only real reason I did that. Plus on top of this, like having these three stories together. Um, with what with the title story, which is the longest like 20 pages Mm -hmm. like this is like 40 pages worth of stuff also very light pages these are very small pages yeah you know so like it's like the physicality of it where yeah Mm -hmm. the physicality of it is very light but meanwhile we could have talked like an hour about one of these stories
0: the act of consuming this kind of writing is a very different act than consuming almost any other kind of art it's it's just a, a practice.
1: Yeah, and it's. It, I tell you what, uh, next week when we do do mm-hmm. Anna Karenina, and I, uh, we'll, we'll, we're not doing next next week. We're not. No, oh, we're doing short fiction. Yes. Okay. Well, when we do do Anna Karenina, mm-hmm. um, at, no, it's gonna be interesting because of how much like, I, like I'll like you're you'll be, breezing through it, and I'll be like reading, and I'll like breeze through fifty pages, and I'll be like. I'm bored. It just didn't hold my attention. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, honestly, unfortunately, that's the difference that it is the severe difference between the way we read Yeah, me and Exactly. You. Um, so yeah.
0: We have different styles. And I'm I'm very curious, like we'll we'll return to this topic because this is this is a lot of to talk about it because I still want to talk more about it. Um next week we're doing uh, um This is how you No, not This is How You Loser. Um the, the Cheater's Guide to Love by Junot Diaz okay. from the collection This Is How You Loser. And that's a story told in second person.
1: Okay, yeah, you mentioned it before, where um, I think even the last story, was that in second person? No. negocios.
0: No, that was just about his father.
1: Okay. It's been Mm -hmm. a while.
0: Yeah, it was a fictional account of his fictional father.
1: That's a much longer story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, These are short. Yeah.
0: Well, this is, I I think, well. Some of these were published in Playgirl. I believe it. Yeah. We'll discuss it more next week because I think that's like the comparison between Carver and Juno Diaz is going to be a very good example of how you and I perceive
1: writing. Uh-huh. That's a, now that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um. That's it, Gabriel. We have one final thing we need to do. <sighs> we'll talk about this book. It's a little thing we do, indebted to a uh, master of suspense, mm-hmm. uh, Shawnee B. Horney, a.k.a. Jonathan B. Hayes. Yes. AKA Sean Coxman mm-hmm. uh, from the Whip Around Podcast. For all your weird news and needs, check out the Whip Podcast every Wednesday. Yeah, it's all about outright shit.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> alt right shit boasting.
1: Alt shit. Uh, they're a good time. They're not alt right. Uh, they're so alt right. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's a subtext. Yes. Uh, Whip Around is one word. Uh, yeah, Whip Around is one word. Not the Whip Around news. Whatever. Whatever it was. Called Hazy Memories. Gabriel, mm-hmm. years from now, specifically these three stories yeah if you have one thing talking about so far having read these three stories from what we talked about we talked about love the short story collection Mm -hmm. what is your hazy memory what comes out first
0: my favorite of these stories was um uh, why don't you dance that um I I love I love them all of all three of them um what we talk about particularly was wonderful but Mm -hmm. for me I love the the ending of um of why don't you dance of the girl like sputtering almost to describe what happened she knows something happened she knows there's something deeper that she can't it's not even a matter of confronting it. It just can't verbalize this deep feeling. That pit you feel. And like that that's a storytelling kind of it's not a trope. It's a storytelling tool that I'm fascinated with. It mm-hmm. is the that is a, that is the right way to do an open ending. Mm-hmm. She couldn't tell her story. And but he did. And it's beautiful. I'm it's very impressive.
1: Daniel what is your hazy memory? Uh, one of my favorite bits is that, uh, again, the one reason why I picked the bath more than any of them is that it had moments that like really kind of like stuck it in there, besides also being about, in this particular, these three stories, like w- like the scene of like an, an action that basically defines the story and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite bits of that that I'll always remember is when the father finds out that the child is in the hospital. He gets to the house first and just like kind of like illogically, there's no reason behind it at all, just takes a bath. Yeah, and when he's in the bath, the, the the bath, the the phone rings, and the baker's on the phone, and it's just this moment again that I kind of talked about earlier on because it stuck with me. It's like it's the baker just like treating him like some jerk who's like you didn't pick up your goddamn cake. Yeah. Meanwhile, the father just being in not saying it is like my father, my son's been hit by a car. I don't know how to deal with this. You're complaining about a cake like mm-hmm. I, this does, but there's no connection between the two. Yeah. It is it is the mundane real world where you were the worst thing that happened about you is some mm-hmm. guy fucking stiffed you on a fucking birthday cake. Yeah. And then the other one is dealing with like, I don't know if my son's going to live. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that specific moment. I, yeah.
0: That's, that's like uh, like existential horror to like it's max.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's a uh, really good. Anyway, yeah. So Gabriel, let's stop talking about the story for now. I all think right. I think maybe down the line we should return to these and read sure. some more. I don't know if it's one, two, three more stories. Sure. There's seventeen fucking stories than this. Yeah. They're all heavy. hmm <laughs> And I picked three that are very much worth talking. About. Also, are you happy that uh, I know you're you are you kinda of saying that it's like these are kind of like more than we can talk about in mm-hmm. like a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. This is a very long episode. Yeah. Um like d- like do you think that these are three stories that are totally worth talking about? What do you mean?
0: In general, or for yeah, in general, I think I, the whole thing's worth talking about. Yeah, Every, no. like everyone should read these. Yeah, these should be required reading.
1: Some of the stories, are, yeah, whatever. uh whatever. You mm-hmm. know, it's a hard thing to get it, gauge behind being yeah. like there's other stories that I could have also picked, but mm-hmm. like maybe I'll pick them later on.
0: Yeah, I, I mean he he there, there's no debating he's a
1: master of his work. Yeah, his craft. You know, this frame of cover, I think it's going to be all right. Yeah. If only he didn't fucking die like a jerk when yeah, he was young. Yeah, like a young. fucking stupid ass. Who dies of lung cancer? <laughs> I have 50. <laughs> I have two lungs. Count them. Two. One, two. Boom. You're showing me to the, me, me them.
0: Yeah. I opened it up like a clockwork night. All right. Gabriel?
1: Yep. Uh, What are we doing next time? Next what, week, we're sorry, doing The Cheater's
0: then? Guide to Love. Cheater's Guide by, to By um, Junot Diaz from the collection, This Is How You Lose Her.
1: Married to famous writer...
0: Ma- Ma- Mark Maggie Margaret, something. You want me
1: to look it up? Yeah. Married to Margaret Atwa <laughs> yeah, That's who. I
0: don't. I don't think they're married. Are they?
1: No, I don't remember. I Monstrous think they're, by they're like, Marjorie Lou. Marjorie. Oh, the uh, comic writer who wrote Monstrous. That's right. Yes. Yeah, okay. I completely forgot about Monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a great art. The art was great. I think the story is a little overwritten. A little heavy for me. A little. Ha- it's a little, not really, a really a written.
0: Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not really my thing. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I'm sorry, um, fantasy writers out there. I don't give a shit about your lore. Just tell me a
1: good story. Yeah, take that, Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Gaiman. At some point, we should do one of the uh, Nick Gaiman stories, so I can like literally point to one of those fucking inner stories that are that are good but are overwritten. Wait, wait, which which stories? <laughs> I always had the complaints. San- okay, Sandman. We're gonna talk about twenty minutes about this, right? Yeah. Uh, in Sandman. <laughs> no, next time we'll do it. No. <laughs> okay. At some point, we'll talk about Sandman. Sure. You know what my favorite volume of that whole thing is what's that? The Endless Nights. It was the one that was technically outside of the thing he did oh, later okay. on, where like oh, the each fox? of the, each of the stories was oh. about um, each from like, the different uh, endless and whatnot. Oh sure, yeah no, it was really good. That was the one where like uh, desire is written was like uh, drawn by like a uh, legendary illustrator who like do like who, did, like who did like the dirty illustrations for like penthouse and whatnot. Oh sure, yeah no, it's really that one's solid.
0: Yeah, it's all about um uh, Bono, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Desire. Correct. <laughs> Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. Where can we find you?
0: <laughs> oh Jesus. That was that was smooth. Um, ladies and gentlemen if you haven't done it already please check out Self Evident Asian America Stories it is a heritage documentary podcast all about the Asian American experience um, I my produced wrote and performed uh, episode 3 the talk you were supposed to have it is about my life and all of its wrinkles and lumpyat rolls um, it was featured on AV Club so I'm very very proud of that give that a listen give this show a follow check it out god damn it press one button for us please either press follow on Spotify or press that follow Five star button or write us a review. If do you're five, really stars. That yeah, five, five stars, please five stars. And um, Daniel complained about this last week. I always make him do it, so I'll do it this time. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Well, we I'll have another. It. We have another podcast. Do we do it with Katie Ann Comets. Katie, Katie Ann Comets. Katie Catastrophe. Katie's, I guess, herself. We have a recap show where we talk about every episode of Watchmen, the HBO TV series. It's called Watchmen on the Clock. Listen to that every Monday morning if you're watching Watchmen. The show's almost over. We only have two more episodes to go, or three more,
1: two more. Uh two more. It's not a two more? Two more, it's not a two more. As of this week I think episode uh eight will be coming out. So My after this there's thoughts. only one. Yeah, so give that a listen. I
0: think we're a good time. If you want to hear like us interact with another human being, that's a pretty cool thing.
1: Yes. Uh, Gabriel. Uh, yeah. thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, yeah watch them on the clock. Definitely check that out. Our other show. Um, but also, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at uh, Top Gun Radio. We're also on uh, Instagram, that I post more slow readers. Yeah. And also check out my fiction, which is available in all ebook stores out there right now, and physical copy on Amazon. There is uh, a Cook in the Kingdom and also the Shadow from the Deep. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and check those out. Uh, and then and then give them five stars and good reads and tell 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 everybody how it's like the best thing ever.
0: Follow me, Daniel Gonzalez. Fiction. And that
1: too Gabriel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's the end of the show.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, just, um. Just cut it.
1: Okay. This has been a Top Count Radio production. Executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to TopCountRadio.com.